Okay, so up until now, we've kind of been adamant that this isn't a podcast to promote what we do as a as a service because none of the, our core audience will listen to this. But I think to make this show valuable at all, this episode, I think this is where we're going to have to just introduce the name and the names of what it used to be. So straight away, you can already tell that this is going to be quite a different show. Hi there, everybody. Martin here, and welcome to episode 20 of The Startup Diary, where in this episode, we're going to talk branding rebranding in particular and how that process was for our company as you've just heard we're lifting the veil on who we are as a company so without further ado i'll let adam fill you in on who we are by talking a little bit about who we were so we started off with a company called i need roof windows so that's taken it way back yeah so the idea back then was we were going to sell building materials online and the i need part of the brand would be i need roof windows which is an area that i knew really well from my old job would then pivot into, sorry, not pivot, would then be used in, I need bricks, I need insulation, I need tools. And that would be the brand that we use to build all these little micro businesses and micro websites until we bring them into one overall site that would be, I need building supplies. We then discovered a bigger need, a much more scalable solution, which was services for trades professionals. So then we pivoted into I need an expert. The I need stayed just because we had the brand, we had the domains, we had the logo-ish. It was Domains, terrible. you say? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so, so I was one of those people that would wake up and just think of a domain and just buy it. Um, so we had hundreds of domains. Um, so we had uh, I need an expert. That was the new service that we're doing. I kind of, after six or 12 months of learning and getting better, uh, I began to absolutely hate the brand because it was an it was an afterthought brand. It was people couldn't see it and understand what what it meant. The service, the area that we worked in. I need an expert. What is it? An expert plumber? Is it a solicitor? It wasn't really core to what we did as a business. Right. Uh, the logos didn't represent it well. Overall, it was just a pretty shitty brand because I had very little experience in that area at the time. Um, I was dabbling in lots of different things, trying to keep the, the business moving forward. And the more I learned, the more I decided that I hated it. Six months before we actually changed the, the brand as a whole, I went and looked out at other areas that I wanted to work in, got better at logo design and bits like that. Decided uh, about a year ago that we'd go through a full rebrand. Um, and just looking over there, looking at the logo now. I love it. Yeah, it's a good, it's good logo. I like it as well. Yeah, it's good. After talking about why he decided to rebrand the company, I want to dig in a little bit more about some of the difficulties he faced once he'd made that decision. You touched on there as well about saying that you thought the last one didn't really represent what you were doing. I think the logo now, which I'm sure you can Google, guys, if you're listening to this, you'll see that it kind of represents a bit more what we are doing and who we service as well. Yep. It's, the logo uh, stands out, especially in the industry that we work in. It, it resonates with our audience. The website, if you do Google it, uh, doesn't truly reflect currently what our main focus is. We're more on the SaaS and service side. Uh, not the homeowner side of the business, but overall the brand now, it's something that I feel like I'm wearing it every day. Like look at me now, I'm wearing it every single day. It's something that I'm really proud to have uh, in the office, on the t-shirts. And we've got what, 500, 400 members with van stickers. And we had, I need an expert van stickers. And I put one on my car for a short period and then pulled it off. <laughs> the expert trades uh, logo and brand is something that I truly love. I don't, I don't really like it when people get caught up on a brand to get something started 
we I hear too many conversations and discussions of the fact that people are waiting to launch businesses and spending months and months and months on brand and uh, logo and bits like that. If I had to go back and do it all again, I would still just get something done quickly. The problem we had with our current brand, which is Expert Trades, is the fact that the domain name, expertrades.com, wasn't available. Someone wanted a silly amount of money for it because they thought it was related to the stock market and uh, Forex trading yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So they wanted a silly amount of money for it. Um, but I was very persistent with that. And it was a it was a brand name that, from the feedback from our members, um, would work really well. Um, the biggest lesson that I had around us moving from I Need an Expert to Expert Trades uh, was if people people are introduced to your brand and have no idea what you do, it needs to resonate with that audience. Yeah. Even even not on a, oh, what did this business do for me? Just more on a personal level of, I know the space that they work in. And that's the difference between our two brands at the moment. So at this point, we've talked a lot about the outward rebranding. So next, I want to know a little bit more about the inward rebranding, how that resonated with Adam, and how we made sure that this time our brand would fit more in line with the true vision. The decision to change from I need an expert to expert trades, I spoke about on one-to-one level with lots of our members. There's a big problem that if you go, it's called design by committee. The problem is if we had then said, oh, which logos do you like, A, B, C, or D? Everyone has difference of opinions. So I, I definitely don't advise doing design by committee and saying, actually, guys, we are... Here's three pretty logos we've had done by 99designs.com. Which one do you prefer? That needs to be a, here's the decision. Here's what it looks like. Right. Here's what we're doing. Um, but the internal movement from I need an expert to expert trades was more of a commitment. The fact that we're not doing this. I need bricks. I need an expert. It kind of removed that part of the business from the mindset more than anything. Because we still had some legacy feelings about, oh, we might pivot into e-commerce. or We might do this. or We might do that. This was kind of not just a prettier logo. It was a condensed. Our vision was moved Stronger, across. Quicker, yeah, exactly. Faster, yeah, exactly that. It was us saying, "No, no, this is who we are. Staple on the ground. Um, this is who we're going to be moving forward." We all know that our first ideas aren't necessarily our best ones. So I want to know a little bit more about some of the ideas that went into the rebranding that just didn't make the cut. <laughs> yeah, there's some interesting ones actually. So uh, because we used to play on the same playing field as a lot of other in- companies in this industry, some some big names out there in the homeowner lead generation space, I was going to go down some really really cheeky names at some point and just piggyback off them. Um, so like checkanexpert.com. Was that possible? Uh, well, if you were in the team because you've got the legal background, you probably <laughs> would have strongly strongly advised me against it to the point where I was actually going to do a viral ad and I was going to get someone on Fiverr, F I V E W R service for relatively cheap um, any work that you need doing to create a jingle for check an expert check an expert.com which anyone knows the service that I'm kind of referring to it would have gone down like a ton of bricks um, but I think the trade community it would have resonated with so there was loads of things like that that were a bit cheeky um, but I think in the industry that we work in the construction industry with trade professionals it's going to work they like it um, and there were just some more uh, generic brands and logos and bits like that. The biggest thing that moved across, I'm so happy that we binned, is our old logo was basically five different icons. Actually, it might have been six icons. Um, and each one had a different building material in. Did you make them all? It's a good question. I designed about six or seven concepts myself, roughly. I then posted it to a number of different uh, freelance sites as a competition to get more ideas. I got a bunch of ideas back in. I can show them to you. Some of them are absolutely horrendous. Um, but the one we've got today was a genuine mishmash of 
three ideas into one and then stripped back to what you see if you go to the website today. So the process for me was create some concepts, more time was spent not actually on the visualization of it, more time was spent on what does the brand actually need to represent, what does it need to mean, and how does it need to stand out. I did the legwork behind that in terms of the industry, what colors are being overused and bits like that, and yeah. then posted it to these websites. Just for anyone out there, you're looking at Fiverr99designs.com. These are great services to go and get relatively inexpensive work, anything from $20, $25 for a reasonable pro- competition on um, Odesk, sorry, Freelancer. Um, I spent anywhere between like 30 to $50 up to two or 300 pounds across different services to get some variations. In total, probably spent about 500 pounds on concepting, but the overall process resulted in me not being very happy with any of the logos, but they created some ideas that resulted in what you see today. With that covered, it was time for me to play devil's advocate once again and ask, when is it? When is rebranding the, the wrong idea? Or when is it, have you ever seen a company that you think, why have you done that? It's a really hot topic at the moment, to be honest, because if you look at um, everyone, like it was like Marmite, everyone loved Airbnb's new logo. Everyone hated Airbnb's new logo. Um, Instagram's new icon, yeah. like everyone loves it, everyone hates it. It's like, in terms of when's the right and the wrong time to rebrand, I think it just got to the point where we were starting to get traction. And when you look five years down the line and you go, is this something that I want on 10,000 trade professionals vans up and down the country and me to be standing, I'm the founder CEO of this service. I just didn't love it. And I know like the, the logo itself is, is nothing. A brand is all about being a promise to your customers. But if you're at a position where it's like pre-real traction and you start having reservations about it, um, spend a few quid, make it something that you love, yes. If it's going to get in the way of actually building the business, don't do it. Um, don't worry about the shade of blue that your logo is going to be. If you're pre-revenue, pre-product, pre-traction, just go out and get some customers and win some business and prove prove that anyone even cares about your, your business before you worry about your logo. I just don't think there's a right and a wrong answer to this, but I just say if it's not something you're going to be proud of in 10 years' time, you're starting to see things take off, only only going to get more expensive and harder down the line. But on that, you'll see services out there change the brand even though they've got serious traction. And that comes purely from an internal perspective of what does this brand mean? Getting deeper and deeper into the chat, it was my next question that led Adam to ask himself if he thought our brand was on point. A brand is nothing more than a promise to your customers. And if internally it doesn't represent what you're trying to build, like the vision, um, then it definitely needs changing. If it's just a misalignment with what you're actually trying to build, then as you get bigger, that misalignment, that problem exponentially grows. So if, uh, if you've got 10 customers and you can pick up the phone and you can speak to them, each one of those customers is going to see a logo, but they've spoke to Matthew and customer success, and they understand what the brand is, what the business is trying to achieve. When you hit 10,000 customers, they are literally relying on your brand, your image yeah. to convey what you do. That's the way I take on it anyway. So I think if what your logo and your brand and your identity is, the bigger you get, the more important it is to be on point. And do you feel like we're on point now? <sighs> Such a tough question. I feel like we're at a point where our brand our brand won't change now, but we have internally, we have pivoted a lot. Massively, in the, even in the six, even six months? Even in the last six months. Yeah, actually, yeah, I do. It's it's relevant. It's a, it's a color that stands out in the industry. And I think we've made it into, we've made it into something that represents what we're building. And that's probably an interesting point as well as the fact that if, you're, if your icon, if your Instagram icon is of a camera and you don't do anything relating to photography, probably needs work. 
our icon is all about, if you just looked at it from the front of it, it's location of trades. And when we look at what we do, is it heavily on location? No, it's pivoted slightly, but our core services still orientate around helping them manage and grow their business. I don't know, this has got tough now. Martin, I was not expecting this. <laughs> Could you have just brought on me wanting to change our brand? No. Uh, I say no, and that's probably because I feel like it resonates with our audience and it's we're not getting any pushback on, oh, this is what I thought you did and here's what you actually do. We did six months ago. We didn't change the logo. We we changed our messaging as a company. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. So what where is the balance for you between the logo or the brand doesn't resonate with what you do next to I'm not that I'm not marketing marketing it correctly or that, that I'm not selling what it is correctly. Because that must be quite a difficult balancing act as well. I knew when I said that, that that would be a follow-up question. <laughs> I really did. Um, before you worry about your brand, worry about your internal team fully understanding what the company is trying to achieve. Step one. Step two is look at your brand with fresh eyes. So if you put yourself in one of your customer's shoes, even better, go and speak to one of your customers. Ask them what they think about your brand. Does it represent what we do? X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Then go and find someone who you want to be a customer that you've never spoken to, no interaction. Just put your brand in front of them. Your logo, your business name, your tagline, whatever you've got. Keep it simple, non-descriptive. Put it in front of them and say, what do we do? Across your team, your current customers and a new customer, you should get a really good idea of what your brand is saying internally and externally. And then use that to make decisions to a point where I'm now going to do this. Oh, okay. Me waffling for the first 10 minutes of being on this podcast has made me think we just need to go and sense check what our members currently feel about what we do and does our current brand and the way we message communicate that. So you've just given me a job. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you got a busy couple of weeks as well. I really do. I've got a baby due in three days, four days. So this task might fall on your shoulders, Mr. Okay. <laughs> I can pick that up. No, but it's an interesting one. I mean... It does take conversations. That's why I love this podcast, to be honest, is it, it really spurs on conversations around stuff that we've just left left dormant, thinking we rebranded, we're on point, everything's going well, without really thinking about what our brand is and the way we've pivoted and has stuff pivoted alongside it. Nah, I wasn't expecting this to come out of the show, but yeah, it's something that we definitely need to do. So internally, external with current customers, and then speak to potential new customers across all areas, so advertisers, partners, members, and just see what they think about the brand. I'm really interested in the results. Let's find out. So I think it's safe to say that the cat is very much out of the bag as to who we are, and we're getting closer and closer to present day. Thank you very much for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time on The Startup Diary.